All right, welcome back. It's your boy Pac with the Sportsmen Analytics Podcast. It is Saturday morning. We are getting you ready to win week 10. So let's dive right in. Starting with the biggest news of the week, Josh Allen. He's a true game time decision, but we would lean slightly towards Allen sitting out week 10. We're not really expecting a long absence here. Quarterbacks can play through this injury if they have to, but sitting allows them to get a head start on healing without risking re-aggravation. It's the safer play for the big picture of the season as a whole. Now, if he misses week 10, we would anticipate his return week 11 or 12 without too much of a performance hit. As long as this is managed reasonably well, Allen should be full strength well before the playoffs start. Then we have Jonathan Taylor. Now, Taylor will play should be nearly full strength from a per play production standpoint. Our data indicates that running backs returning from low ankle re-aggravations generally see decreased snap counts in their first game back. But now, with Naeem Hines traded away and Deion Jackson out with injury, we'd anticipate essentially a full strength and full workload JT in Week 10. Kyler Murray, his Week 10 status is to be determined, likely won't be announced until right before the game. Based on his practice progression this week, our algorithm rates his probability of playing at just over 50%. However, there is an elevated re-injury risk here, so it wouldn't be that surprising if the Cardinals sit Kyler in order to avoid any lingering issues with their franchise quarterback. On Matthew Stafford, another quarterback whose status will remain in the balance until Sunday. Based on his practice progression, our recent concussion protocol data, and that means post-TUA data, suggests he's likely to sit out week 10 and return week 11. When quarterbacks come back, they do so with full production levels. On Debo Samuel, he looks ready to play this week, which is right in line with typical hamstring return timelines. Wide receivers and running backs return at just over 90% of their pre-injury production after moderate hamstring injuries, but they also carry an elevated about 15-20% to re-injury risk for the first two games back. After that, we'd expect him to be basically in the clear. David and Joku. Now, high ankle sprains for tight ends average four to five weeks, and Joku is only at three. He's out this week, but he is likely to return week 11 or 12. Performance dips most commonly last six weeks, though, so we wouldn't really be looking to start him in his first week back regardless. Ezekiel Elliott has now had three weeks to recover from an injury that averages three to four for running backs. He tends to be aggressive in his return timelines, and we saw that especially last year from his PCL. So we would expect him to play week 10. However, it would be atypical to see him full strength before week 11 or 12 here, so we're anticipating some short-term workload limitations, especially because they have a strong Tony Pollard. Darren Waller, now re-aggravated hamstring strains, unfortunately average four to six weeks for tight ends and wide receivers, but players like Waller who are in their 30s tend to have very high re-injury rates for the remainder of the year. He's not an unreasonable buy-low candidate if your fantasy playoffs go late into the season, but he's not really a player we're interested in targeting. Just look at Keenan Allen's season as a cautionary tale for this case. Mike Williams, now he has an outside shot to return week 11, but severe high ankles for wide receivers trend closer to five to six weeks. He's currently at only three. Anticipate his return week 12 or 13, but with a performance dip that typically lasts through week 13. Keenan Allen, he re-aggravated his hamstring, like Darren Waller, during the week 8 bye. These injuries average 4-6 to six weeks, so it would be surprising to see Allen on the field before week 12 at the earliest. Again, for older players, these injuries do tend to linger, both in terms of re-injury risk and performance impact. 
So we're avoiding Allen for the rest of this season in all formats, basically regardless. Then we have Kenny Galladay. He's now six weeks removed from spraining his MCL of his knee. Galladay projects to return at full strength in week 10. There's not a ton of target competition with the Giants, but his pre-injury production was pretty minimal to begin with, so it's pretty hard to imagine starting Galladay in most formats. Jahan Dotson, now given his age, timeline, and practice progression, our algorithm projects Dotson to return week 10 at about 90% of his full explosiveness. The re-injury risk here is significantly elevated. It's approximately 20% for the first two weeks back. But if he makes it through that window, he should be basically in the clear. Then we have Aaron Jones. Now, injury video suggested a moderate severity low ankle sprain. It would make Jones likely to play week 10. His per-play production should be maintained, but our historical data indicates that his backups are likely to see more touches than normal during the first game back. Then we have Traylon Burks. Now, even though he's been activated to return from IR, we'd recommend caution about reinserting him immediately back into lineups just yet. Severe turf toe injuries generally cause performance dips that last about eight weeks. That would mean a lag in explosiveness until about week 12. On Romeo Dobbs, now, week nine video on Dobbs suggested a severe high ankle sprain. Those would average five to six weeks for wide receivers. The fact that the Packers haven't put Dobbs on the IR suggests that they're hoping for a four-week return timeline. Even if that ends up being the case, return of full production usually takes the full six weeks for wide receivers, so we wouldn't be planning to start him before that regardless. Then we have a series of defensive studs, starting with TJ Watt. He should be back to full strength without limitations week 10. His pec tear is not likely to affect his performance level or re-injury risk at this point, and our data suggests a similar outcome from the recent knee surgery that he had. On Chase Young, now don't expect Chase Young to rush his return for this week or next. Now that he's one full year removed from ACL surgery, he's very likely cleared for all activities, but he's on a losing team and he's a budding young star, so there's minimal incentive for Young to ramp up quickly. Expect his return to the field around week 12. And last but not least, we have Buddha Baker. Baker dealing with a high, a mild high ankle sprain. These still tend to last about two to three weeks for DBs. And despite his return to the practice field this week, he'd be significantly beating the odds if he plays. Expect his return to the field most likely week 11. And that is all for today. Don't forget to hit us up on Twitter at SportMDAnalysis and Instagram at SportsMedAnalytics. Until next time.